pleas. Uh, when it comes to plea deals, it's very much like how most people would be concerned with the thought that there are fixed options. Generally speaking, there's three common types of pleas. There's more. There's more types of pleas. But generally speaking, there are three common ones. Guilty, non-guilty, and no contest. Meaning you're not saying you're guilty or that you are guilty. Sometimes they loosely refer to it if the if an attorney's doing it against you, they do not prosecute, meaning they're not gonna pursue it at all for whatever reason that might be vague. But they usually that knowledge prosecute usually entails reservation of rights to bring their claims back up when they have sufficient evidence against you. They usually use it as a tactic to kind of get you to relax and waive your rights of looking into the case docket and then coming back and sneaking something in and five, six years later you you wonder, okay, I thought that case was dismissed. No, it wasn't. It wasn't dismissed. They temporarily put it to the side because of workload or maybe as a tactic and strategy. Plea deals exist in abundance, but the three common ones are guilty, non-guilty, and no contest. And your plea deal, as we've went over before, basically hands you to them. Now, if you think you have no other choice than to plea, regardless of whether you're offered one or you voluntarily do it, because you can do the same thing they do. You can put something to the side and come back once you're ready. Nonetheless, regardless of whether you've screwed up in the past or not, you can always withdraw those plea then they cannot be used against you and it's simply based on due process the whole concept of being presumed to be innocent once you're proven guilty part of it is scattered around within the rules of evidence in this case for the sake of uniformity the federal rules of evidence rule 410 plea plea discussion and related statement prohibited uses in a civil or criminal case Evidence of the following is not admissible. It's not admissible. Evidence, remember, rules of evidence is all about what proves the truth and what convinces whoever it is, whether it's the truth finder or the fact finder, to go, okay, this guy, you deserve to go down, or this guy, you, you know, just leave him be. He's fine. None of this happened. So, evidence of the following is not admissible against the defendant. And in this section, Specific, is specifically created to favor the defendant. Evidence of the following is not admissible against the defendant. Who made the plea? Who made the plea or participated in the plea discussion? A guilty plea that was later withdrawn. A nolo contender plea. Contender in Latin just means contest. A statement made during the proceeding on either of those pleas under Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure 11 or a comparable state procedure. Or a statement made during plea discussion with an attorney for the prosecuting attorney if the discussion did not result in guilty plea or they resulted in later withdrawn guilty plea. Exceptions. The court may admit a statement described in Rule 410A3 or 4. Any procedures... There it is right there. By not directly telling you 
that your pleas if you pled guilty you can withdraw it that's the principle of due process does some form of fascism function in the court one way or the other whereby you have no say in it and they just do what they want yes they do but they cannot run away from the foundational principle of yeah I don't really like going into politics but there are certain intents that were created when this these court systems and the, the supposed government was established they can't run away from those principles and they use that to their benefit and because that's what empowers them and they have to keep it within these parliamentary procedures so that they can tap into it just in case or their offsprings can put it to use and that's why they privatize everything into the British accreditation registry system and other orders and whatnot but nonetheless the bottom line here is if you've pled guilty in the past you can always withdraw it because such evidence is not admissible against you and if you plead no contest it cannot be used against you if you a later withdrawn guilty plea cannot be used against you sure there are exceptions so here are the exceptions the first exception is specific to criminal procedures dealing with perjury or false statement that plea was made under oath and you had counsel present meaning you made a well-informed decision again that counsel does not have to be a British accredited registry member so the exception to you being able to withdraw your guilty plea are one dealing with specifically perjury or false statement criminal issues and you swore under oath and you had a well-informed decision you made a well-informed decision second exception to not being able to withdraw your plea is in rule 401 a3 and a4 it says test for relevant evidence evidence is relevant meaning it's contrary to what we just read whereby evidence cannot be used against you if you withdraw it evidence is relevant if it has any tendency to make a fact more or less probable than it would without the evidence the fact is of consequence in determining the action meaning if you had snitched on yourself and they're saying hey you did that you did this and you say you know what yes I did and that video that's happening that's that happened and then later you're trying to say well you know what I didn't do it but they're gonna look at you and say well but you said in that video which we have here which is the evidence that you did do it in fact you can't really withdraw that it creates a probable cause against yourself you've created a probable cause for yourself and the Constitution does in fact speak about probable cause so in the case that your guilty plea creates a an affirmative cause a probable cause for them to say all right you are in fact guilty then you will have a mildly difficult time withdrawing your plea although there are many 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 loopholes to counter this rule 401 exception to withdrawing guilty pleas but it would in fact be a battle so just a little of the help in hand because one of the first things that they will offer you part of the business plan and part of their private parliamentary procedure which 
is usually not disclosed to people, which is usually in the form of manuals and stuff like that, is that they must approach you with a form of negotiation called guilty or non-guilty plea. Simple as that. They only give you those two options. But then when you bring up, you know, no contest, they kind of go, oh, well, yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's better if you do this. And then, then they start hitting you with the years of if you don't do this, you go to jail for this, find this. They play on your emotions rather than looking at constitutional principles. But nonetheless, there you have it. There's your solution. If you fell into the trap of pleading guilty, there's a solution. And even if there's an exception that you effectively snitched on yourself, there are still solutions. Just keep that in mind.